0: Liberty Council just filed our final brief on a major pro-life case with the U.S. Supreme Court. We're going to be talking about this case on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, this case is Riley versus City of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and we are asking the United States Supreme Court to take up this case. It involves significant free speech issues, and in addition to the underlying free speech issues here, it also involves a prior decision by the United States Supreme Court that we are asking the High Court to overturn. It is the Hill versus Colorado case, also involving abortion sidewalk counseling some years ago at the Supreme Court. But that case has essentially been overruled by the Supreme Court in subsequent opinions. However, lower courts are still relying upon Hill to erroneously uphold some of these laws restricting pro-life speech and not following the Supreme Court's subsequent decisions in McCullen v. Coakley and Reed v. Town of Gilbert. Several Supreme Court justices have criticized the Hill v. Colorado case, and they've asked for the High Court to reconsider this is a case where we are asking the high court to do just that.
1: Yeah, in fact, we've been talking about this for years. It's been going on now. We represent uh, two sidewalk counselors, Kyleen Riley and Becky Bitter, and they just engage in peaceful sidewalk counseling. They they talk to these women. They encourage them to protect life. They might have a brochure to share with them. They're not beating them or yelling at them or anything like that. But then the city of Harrisburg enforced this ordinance beyond this 20-foot zone silencing both of them on more than 70 feet of public sidewalk in front of the Harrisburg Planned Parenthood, which, of course, when you're that far from somebody, that prevents you from doing one-on-one conversations, peaceful counseling, praying with a woman. You would have to have a megaphone just to talk to them.
0: Yeah, this case actually began when Colleen Riley, one of our clients, along with Becky Bitter, but Colleen Riley had entered into a buffer zone. So the City got a buffer zone presented to them by Planned Parenthood and they passed it regarding these abortion clinics. And it creates an imaginary line around these abortion clinics. And there's one specifically that is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, that is at issue here. And if you cross that line, you're in the buffer zone. That means that you can't get close to some of these people. It's a 20-foot buffer zone, but as it relates to this particular Planned Parenthood, it actually applies to more than 70 feet of public sidewalk in front of the Harrisburg Planned Parenthood, and you're not able to get close to these people. So
1: If you're talking about pro-life issues, right? Right, right. But if I'm talking about something else... Then it's okay. It's okay.
0: So Colleen Riley entered into that buffer zone, and she received a police citation for entering into the buffer zone and was told, if you come back into it, you will be arrested. So it's put a chill on their free speech. And Becky Bitter also has a chill on her free speech because if they enter, they're going to be arrested. During the litigation of this case... There's a number of statements made by the city. Uh, One is from the city's solicitor, who is the legal arm of the city of Harrisburg. And the other is the chief of police of Harrisburg. Both of these particular individuals in litigation were put forth by Harrisburg as what's called a 30B6 witness. A 30B6 witness is a designated person who speaks on behalf of the client and so they have put two individuals forth and one is the solicitor who's the legal arm the attorney of that particular city and the other is the chief of police and they were specifically put forth to address and testify based on the city's position because that's why you have a 30b6 what they say is attributed to the client in this case the city to address the interpretation, application, and enforcement of this ordinance. So those were the three things that those designated witnesses were to address, the interpretation, the application, and the enforcement of the ordinance. And both of them said exactly what you just said, Holly, that if you enter into the buffer zone, you can actually um, talk about other things besides pro-life.
1: And it's not going to apply. And they allowed the Planned Parenthood escorts in that buffer zone, didn't they?
0: Right. And those are talking about abortion.
1: Right. But you can't go in
0: there to discuss something that is of substance, and of substance would be anything that's pro-life.
1: That's blaringly wrong.
0: (laughs) During one of the arguments before the Court of Appeals, and we went to the Court of Appeals three times, the attorney representing the city of Harrisburg was asked a question. And the question was, well... If someone goes into the buffer zone and they want to distribute pro-life literature, is that permitted? No. If someone goes into that same buffer zone and they want to pass out literature regarding a local law firm that's in the area, is that permitted? Yes. So you can go into the buffer zone and pass out literature regarding a law firm or a business, but you can't go into the same buffer zone and pass out literature regarding pro-life. One is permitted, one is not, and that is clear uh, from the beginning to the end, whether it's their attorneys in the briefs, whether it's their attorneys in oral arguments at the Court of Appeals or below in the lower courts, whether it's their designated witnesses, two of them, and whether it's the actual police citation that was issued against Colleen Riley, they all say the
1: same thing. How do these previous courts not see that?
0: And what happened is... Yeah, that's Please th-
1: fill me in. <laughs> yeah, so
0: that's a great question. It's, kind of, it's the frustrating question.
1: Yeah. Because.
0: because after you go through all this and you think, well, wait a minute. So what's the issue? Based upon all this, this is a content-based restriction. Not only content-based, mm-hmm. they apply it based upon viewpoint. So if your viewpoint is to talk about law work or legal organizations, no problem, but if your viewpoint is to talk about pro-life, there is a problem, so why don't they get it? So originally, the the lower court issued a decision and the higher court agreed with it. And basically, the lower court said, well, yeah, okay. So they have these attorneys that represent the city and they've made these statements. Okay, we'll give you that. They also have these witnesses and they're the designated witnesses, okay. But the problem is, is that I think they all misinterpreted their own ordinance. Well, wait a minute. The attorneys arguing to defend the city, both in the lower courts and the court of appeals, say the same thing about how it applies. The two witnesses that the city chose as designated witnesses to speak on behalf of the city, they don't know either. Have they ever come back in a brief later and said, you know what, those witnesses, they just got it wrong.
1: But somebody sent the police to our client and threatened to arrest her.
0: Right, right. So they, there's never been a retraction in any of the briefing that says, you know what, those witnesses that we put forth, they they really didn't understand. But the lower court came up with this crazy idea that the city doesn't even understand its own ordinance. Now, how do you—wait, what? But this, it's the city's ordinance. They passed it. It's the chief of— Police, there. It's the police head, and he said, "Yeah, that person who gave the citation to Colleen Riley, he did the right thing." And by the way, that's a very a reputable officer. Uh, the the police chief didn't say, "You know what? He made a mistake." That's not how it works. No, he agreed with the citation. They've never retracted any of this. And then, so what they did was, they they just discounted all this evidence. To try to say, well, they don't know what they're talking about, even though it's their ordinance and they're interpreting, it and they're the attorneys and they're the police officers, and this is how they interpret it, apply it, and enforce it. That can't be how it is, but that's how the court got around it. Then the second thing the court did was say, well, okay, it is content-based, but we're not going to we're not going to go down that road because I'm going to rely on Hill versus Colorado mm. uh, because of not how it's written on its face, which is what Hill does, but how it's actually applied and how it works, which is what McCullen and Town of Gilbert do. Well, really and so those are the subsequent cases that really overrule mm-hmm. the Hill versus Colorado. And despite the fact that Hill versus Colorado was on shaky ground, that's what they decided it upon.
1: Well, we really need to pray the Supreme Court will take this case because this raises some really important First Amendment issues they really need to address.
0: They really do. So for more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. That's lc.org forward slash life. And we'll let you know what the Supreme Court does in this case. Pray that the High Court takes this case and does the right thing and overturns this Hill versus Colorado decision from some years ago. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.